Welcome to the Bethel Podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your day to spend time in God's Word. We hope that today's message blesses you and lifts you. Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 10. Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 10. Let's pray. Father, again, thank you for the Word of God. Thank you for the opportunity to come and, and to expound and to digest the Word. Lord, your Holy Spirit's been so gracious and kind for so many times to take the word, make it alive and living to each individual person, to make it a rhema word. And I know that he'll do it again today. I pray for the hearts of people to receive the word. I just pray that special touch from heaven to present it in a way that makes it understandable, in a way that will help it to be um, to go into the hearts of, of every believer, every person, and bear fruit. And I love you for it. I pray for those that are <clears throat> needing in a, in a battle. And they need strength from the Lord that they'll find it in your word. And I love you in Jesus' name. Did everybody say amen? Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 10 says it like this. It says, a final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Say that with me. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. That means if there was ever a life verse for you and me to put over our refrigerator or post on our forehead, that's it right there. To be strong in the Lord. People are strong in many things, aren't they? People are strong in their bodies. They work out. People are strong in their mind. They have great intelligence and IQ. People are strong in their job. They're very good and very savvy at what they do. But the Bible tells us this, of all the things we can be strong in, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I sat this past week with a young lady at camp, who's been at kids' camp all week. And she was talking about how God had delivered her. How God just really, she'd just come through cancer. And she was really talking about how it really caused her to have to dig deep. It's a Christian woman, loves the Lord, husband served in church. How it caused her to really, as she said, dig deep in her faith. And sometimes that's what happens in life is that things happen in life and they cause us to draw closer and to grow deeper in the things of God. That's what it was for her. And she said this, and just as soon as she got over her cancer, her husband decided to leave her. She said, it once again, it caused me to have to go close and, and, dig, and, and dig deep in God. But she said, I also learned this, that I have to be, if I'm going to be able to attack anything and face any challenge in life, I'm going to have to learn how to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might because it's the seasons of tough times in life that cause us that our strength is not enough, that our ability is not enough, that our savvy is not enough, but the Lord and the power the Lord gives us is plenty in those tough times of life. If you've ever been through a tough time and you've leaned on the Lord, would you give the Lord a hand this morning? If you found him to be faithful. So I have seven ways the Lord is, is, is strong towards us. Seven ways the Lord is strong towards us. They're very simple. If you have your Bible, you're going to need to kind of thumb through it. If you have your phone, keep your fingers handy. Because the Lord is strong towards us, in, in, first of all, in trials. In the tough times of life. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 Verse number seven says, unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. The messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. But I sought the Lord three times that it would depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient to, for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest on me. 
Interesting enough, Paul said this, the struggles and the trials and the things that I'm going through, I'm going to rejoice in those because I've learned it in my weakness and the tough times of life. That's when the power of God is the strongest. That's when the strength of God comes out. That thorn there, we all, how many have ever heard talking about the thorn in the flesh? How many have ever had a thorn in the flesh? How many are sitting next to your thorn in the flesh? <laughs> Don't raise your hand. Do you understand that the thorn in the flesh, we think of this little bitty like rose petal that, that has the little stick that gets this. But that word thorn actually is an 18-inch tent stake that he's talking about there. The Bedouins that <clears throat> when they were, there were people that were people who lived in tents and they would go wherever the flocks would go. And when it was time to move, the ladies would take the stakes out of the tent and when it was time to go and settle somewhere, they would put that 18-inch tent stake for the, 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 the Middle East winds to keep the tent steady and, and strong. And so it seems here that what he was talking about was not just a little something that was irritating. It was something that was very deep, something that very, very important. Many people think that Paul had like a, an eye infection. They think that Paul had some kind of physical ailment that we, it, was, it was his thorn in the flesh. But the thing is, is God, he said, he told God to, to take it away, but God didn't take it away. See, let me tell you this, my friend. Sometimes God doesn't answer all of our prayers. Sometimes God's answer to our prayer is no. But do you understand there's a reason why God does that? Because sometimes in the tough times in life and the trials of life, that's when we see God the clearest. That's when his strength is the most strong. That's when his power is the most mighty in those tough times of life. How many know what I'm talking about? You've, you've held that loved one's hand, and for some reason you felt a peace and a strength in that moment. You've buried a loved one, and it's in those times when you saw the, 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 the really felt the presence and the, and the goodness of God. It's in the tough times of life where God brings his strength, which means no matter what you're facing on tomorrow, God's power will be there to help you get through it. Paul learned how to lean on God. Paul learned how that even in the tough times, he didn't have to complain to God. How did he say it? He said, I rejoice in my infirmities. I rejoice in the trials. I rejoice in the tough times because I know that it's in those times where God's strength is made perfect. Secondly today, not only is the Lord strong in trials, but he's strong in trouble. Look at Psalm chapter 37, verse 39. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in time of trouble. How many have ever been in trouble? How many, when you were kids, got in trouble? How many have ever been in financial trouble? How many have ever been with, had kids and you were in trouble because you didn't know what to do and they turned 13 and you were like, oh my goodness, what just happened? Leon has a friend, has a teenager, turned 14 years old, told me this story yesterday. Father's Day this, this, this year, dad, mom, sister, all sitting, enjoying Father's Day. And the 14-year-old said this, you know what? When I turned 13, y'all just all of a sudden started irritating me. And the mother said this, ding, 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 ding. Is there any chance that it wasn't us that changed? Is there any chance it was you that changed? But the rest of that's another story. But there's times you have kid trouble, financial trouble. You have trouble on all sides. And it's in those moments when the Bible tells us that the Lord is the strength in time of trouble, no matter what it may look like. 
Oh, this country's in trouble. The world's in trouble. Can I tell you, the Lord is the strength in time of trouble. Well, what if I made that own trouble or brought that own trouble up on me? The Bible says it is their strength in time of trouble. Doesn't matter where the source of it is, we know the source of power, the source of might, the source of energy, the source of dunamis, the source of strength in the times of trouble come from the Lord. That means that no matter what you, what kind of trouble you might find yourself in, that the Lord has the strength to get you through it. David wrote this psalm. <clears throat> and, and if there was ever a guy that was always in trouble, it was David. I mean, I wonder there was a time that he was standing before Goliath, this guy who was just many eight feet tall. And I wonder when he was sitting there in front of Goliath, I wonder if he thought, had the thought, what am I doing? Then there was times he was running from Saul for his very life because Saul was after him to kill him. And, and I wonder in those times if he ever asked the question, how did I get, how did life turn out to be like this for me? He was running from his own son. His own son was trying to abdicate the throne, Absalom. And I wonder if he ever asked the question, where did I go wrong as a parent? Why is my son trying to take my position? But the Bible still says, and David still wrote these words, the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in time of trouble. Even in those times when you don't know the next move, when you don't know the next step, when you question all the things that you've said or done, even in those moments, the Bible says the Lord is the strength of those who are in trouble. Thirdly, in sickness, the Lord's strength is there when we're sick. Psalm 41 and 3. The Lord sustains them on their sickbed and restores them from their bed of illness. He's strong to those that are sick in their body. I don't know if you've ever been to visit people in the hospital who when you left, you felt like they encouraged you more than you encouraged them. You know what I'm talking about? I've, I've been to visit several people, and when I went, they, they, I felt like it turned into them helping me more than I felt like I'd actually helped them. And if you've ever asked the question, what is that? Why is that? What helps people to, to be sustained in, in sickness and in, in times of disease and times when, when they don't feel very good? My friend, the Lord gives the strength that you're going to need in those times of sickness to get you through. The Lord provides just exactly what's needed to help you and sustain you while you're in that hospital bed, on that operating table, wherever it might be, on the, in that therapy session. God has the power and the ability to sustain those even on their bed of illness. Another lady, ironically, was in, at camp, and somehow she got talking to me about she was healed from cancer as well. And she showed me the, showed me the, the two... Um, it's not an x-ray, but it's a little bit more detailed. What's that thing called? Who is it? It's a what? CAT scan? Or you can see it's kind of, it's kind of got colors and all that. And it's, one of them showed the pictures where the cancer was in her body. And the next one, the after was showed where all the cancer had been gone. And she had asked, she, she asked, the, as I was talking to her, I, you know, she just was showing me and she was just tears coming on her face. And she just said, I, I just, God was so gracious and so good through the whole entire thing. And, and I asked her, I said, well, what got you through? What was it that, you know, because it's one thing after the fact to say how good God is, but what got you through day by day? And she said this, the word of God. She said, every time, whatever the doctor said, 
whatever report I get, whatever I woke up feeling one way or um, hopeless or hope-filled one day, when I opened the pages of God's Word, I found something that sustained me and got me through until the next moment. My friend, how does God get us through? There's a book called the Bible. And I know many people think it's outdated and antiquated. My friend, it'll get you through the sickness and, and, the, and the, the tough times of life. It'll walk you down roads no matter what the sickness might be. People think that faith and, and medicine can't work hand in hand. I think that they're at their best when faith and medicine work hand in hand. When I walk into a hospital, I do believe that God does needs uh, men and women who have committed themselves, and I tip my hat to healthcare workers. We have nurses, we have uh, healthcare workers in our church, and I appreciate people that take the time of their life and feel like their life calling to alleviate the, the hurts and the sufferings of man. But don't ever think that God can't take the word of God and build somebody up and strengthen somebody and give them exactly what they need until he brings about wholeness and health. Amen? Fourthly today, God gives strength in weakness. Isaiah 40 and 29 says, He gives power to the faint, and to them that have no might, He increases strength. Let me read that one more time. He gives power to the faint, and to them that have no might, He increases strength. Now, that chapter is right before Israel's about to go into captivity. Israel's about to go into captivity. And God is telling them, say, look, you're going to go and, and because of the sin that they had been involved in. And, and God got to the place that he had to remove them from Jerusalem, remove them from Israel, and take them to where he could, <clears throat> they could turn and repent and come back to God. And let me just say this, first of all, there, there's a price for violating God's laws. I know you can handle this. Can you handle this? I know you can. There's a price for sin. And I know it's not a very popular t subject today. Because it's just not very positive. But can I tell you, I told you last week, my biggest problem is not you. My biggest problem is, is me. And when we violate God's rule, no matter what it might be, no matter how well-meaning we are, it always ends in heartache. And Israel had done this. They'd gone into idolatry. They'd put things before God in their life. They'd walked away from God. They'd, they'd, they'd told God, we don't really need you. We're, we're going we're to serve you the way we want to, not the way you want us to. And so God's taken them in captivity. Yet in the midst of this, in the midst of this captivity, God says this, I give you power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. God was said, even though I'm going to send judgment on you, I'm still a God who always provides mercy and strength to get you through. That means that no matter what you go through, there are times we shoot ourselves in the foot. There are times we do things in our life that are nobody's fault but our own. And we feel like we deserve judgment. We feel like God doesn't love us. God doesn't care about us. My friend, even in those times, in those midst, God will provide strength for us to get through it. That's good news to me because I do lots of dumb stuff. Thank you. Leanne said amen. Thank you of all the people. Even the time we do things that when we get struggle and we, we fail, we fall, even in those times, God provides mercy and grace and strength in those times of need. When I think about the times of life that have been the hardest for me as a Christian, and I've been doing this 31 years. Hang on. 32 years. And the times that I've struggled the most is the times I've let God down. Come on. You know what I'm talking about here? Come on, be real for me. The times you feel the worst, the times you feel like you let God down. But even in the midst of those times, 
God never, ever beat me up. God never, God never condemned me. God never walked away from me. God never gave up on me. He always said, come on, get back up. Come on, we can make it. Don't give up. Don't stop. We're almost home. Keep on going. And he provided the strength that I need, even in those times when I was weak. Fifthly, in service, Haggai 2.4, God gives strength when we're in the battle serving him. But now be strong, Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be strong, Joshua, son of Josedek, the high priest. Be strong, all the people of the land, declares the Lord, and work. For I am with you, declares the Lord Almighty. Judah has come back from captivity. They're coming back to rebuild the city, the walls of Jerusalem, to rebuild the temple of Jerusalem. They're trying to come back and, and start life over again. And then God's telling them, but there, there's, there's some resistance. There's people that don't want them to continue to build. There's people that don't want them to rebuild the walls in the city. And so they're, they're kind of having some pushback. They're having some obstacles. And they still do it. And the Lord tells them, look, keep working because I'm with you while you work. Do you know every one of us has a service and a work to do for God in this world? Every one of us. Doesn't matter what, it may be your occupation, it may be in church, you do a work in church, raising your family in the fear and the admonition of God. God's got things for you and I to do while we're here in this body and we've got still have breath in our body. There's a work for us to do. And sometimes you get tired. Come on, mamas. Any of you mamas ever get tired of JBQ questions? Any daddies ever get, get just tired of kids? There's sometimes you get weak. Sometimes it's a struggle to get up. You've worked all week, and then you want to come, you have to come to church, and many of you serve in our church. Sometimes you get worn out and you get tired. Sometimes when everybody in the world seems to be you're working, you go to work, and everybody at your work is not a Christian. You're the light in the darkness at your job. You're the light in the darkness in your family. You're the light in the darkness in your world. And sometimes it's just you get tired of always trying to be who God wants you to be. And the Bible tells us even in those times, God gives you strength. When you want to quit and you want to give up and you want to just, just take it and coast and be easy for a while, God says, I'll give you strength even in those moments because I'll be, I'm with you. Where God guides, he always provides. If you're doing a business meeting, you're giving the presentation, God's got you. You got a special needs child you're trying to raise. You're a grandparent. You're trying to raise a child. God's got you. Know this. You're facing the world and you're single again. You've been through divorce and you don't know how you're going to make it. Can I tell you, you just got to know that God says this, I am with you. Even the times when you can't put a label on why you feel the way you feel, you just feel tired. I want you to know God's got you and he's got enough strength to get you down the road. Pastor friend of mine preached here before, been on missions trip and contracted some kind of illness overseas. And he said it gotten so bad, he's, he's hurting so bad, he went to the emergency room. He said, and I was just really weak. He said, I was really tired, just worn out, not just physically, but emotionally, mentally, spiritually. He said, so, you know, man of faith and power. He said, I finally decided, look, I just can't take it anymore. And uh, so he went to the emergency room, and he's sitting there in the middle of the, it probably said, I think if I remember, it was 12 or 1. It was in the, in, in the nighttime, and there weren't many people there. He said that he had, there's a lady sitting over there, and she was waiting in the ER as well, and he just got this feeling to go pray for her. He told God, he said, God, I, I'm sick myself. 
I need to pray for me, much less praying for her. He said, but I just went ahead and walked to her and told her I was a minister. Could I pray for her? And she explained, yes, she was there because she had pain. And so he, uh, just, he said, I just prayed a, a normal prayer that you would pray, God, would you touch her and heal her? And then they said, then once I finished, they just called my name. He said, I went in and was there, and they, they diagnosed. And said, about an hour later, they sent me home. And when I was, when I was walking out, the lady was sitting waiting in the, in the waiting room. She had a big smile on her face. And she said, uh, do you remember me? He said, well, yes, I, we just, I just prayed for you. She said, when you went in there and I sat here, something began to happen. And, 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 and the pain began to go away. And, and my sickness began to go away. And she said, and I feel perfectly fine. She said, so much so that when the nurse came to get me to take me back, I told her, no, that's okay. I don't need it. I've been healed. He said, and I don't know how that, you know, how that looks at, towards your theology when somebody's sick prays for somebody that gets, that's well. He said, but I know this, that even when I'm at my weakest points, even when I'm at my sickest points, God is still God. There's still a power that's available to those that are sick in their body, and God will walk you through every single sickness that you may ever go through or one of your loved ones may go through. Six today. Second Samuel chapter 22. In warfare, God gives us strength. You have armed, in verse 40 of chapter 22 of 2 Samuel, you've armed me with strength for the battle. You have subdued my enemies under my feet. Can I tell you, even in the battles of life, God's strength is there for us. Now, sometimes it's not circumstances of life that we fight against. Sometimes it's people. And that was pretty weak. Sometimes it's Christian people that we have to, come up against it's what David was talking about Samuel was talking about David talks about in Psalm 55 he says it's not an enemy who insults me that I could endure it's not a foe who rises against me from him I could hide but it is you a man like myself my companion and close friend we shared sweet fellowship together and walked with the crowd into the house of God sometimes it's people that we're at odds with let me tell you, my friend, you may have a, uh, you don't have to block them. You don't have to unfriend them. For, the, for that friend that's being unfair, can I tell you, God will take care of things. Matter of fact, when we take matters into our own hands, when we're at odds against people, many times God says, you don't need me. But when we do right, and we're gracious and kind, then God steps in and he begins to right that particular wrong. Let me tell you, this is not something I read in a book this weekend. I'm telling you, this is real. When we let God fight our battles for us, he does it so much better than you and I ever could. I've been accused of being a bad driver. Matter of fact, I've been accused that words that has been said is that you're the worst driver in our family. And that doesn't hurt my feelings at all. Because I know I'm the best driver in our family. Sometimes when people, I get mad at people when they, they, they drive in my blind spot. Do they not know that I can't see right there when they're just right next to my car? Do they not understand that? I get irritated when I let people, I stop to let people in and they take 15 seconds to actually get into the, get into the line. It drives me insane. I'm like, can you not see me doing this number right here for you? It makes me mad when somebody drives slow in the fast lane. 
If you're going to drive slow, there's two lanes. There's one on the right, that's the slow lane. There's one on the other side, that's the fast lane. That's for people who want to drive fast. just irritates me that some people don't know how to drive. It's not that I don't like other drivers, it's just they don't know how to drive. But even in that, somehow I'm trying to pull all this together. God, I'll fight your battles for you. I learned that pastoring churches, if you've had an unfair boss, if you had an unfair friend, unfair banker, if you had an unfair spouse, people that just didn't treat you right, in those times, God said he'll arm you for strength for a battle when you have to fight against those around you. I learned this in ministry. It's our third church to pastor. First two churches, <clears throat> we had some struggles there. They were good people. Just times that you come up against other godly people and uh, just people don't see eye to eye. And it was, uh, but I learned something. I learned that even when you don't see eye to eye with Christian people, if you'll treat them with kindness and grace, God will right the wrong. When you do that, and that's hard to do because we're very passionate, especially about with people that we love and we care about. It took me a while to learn that even in those tough times, when you don't see eye to eye with other people, in those times, if you'll just be gracious and kind and good and do right and not be cynical, not be sarcastic, <clears throat> not think that because what they've done, you've got a reason to act crazy, but if you'll just do right, God will always, always, always right the wrong. So today, there's strength in temptation. There's strength in trouble. There's strength in sickness. There's strength in weakness. There's strength in service. There's strength in warfare. And lastly, this is the one that's going to get you really excited. There's strength in waiting. How many love to wait? If you're like me, I cannot stand to have to wait. I just told you, confessed to you about my waiting on people who are bad drivers. But even for people like me and for people like us, when we're waiting, God has the strength for us. He gives us what we need to continue on until he tells us to move. Isaiah chapter 30 says, For the Egyptians shall help in vain and to no purpose. Therefore have I cried concerning this. Their strength is to sit still. Anybody ever felt like God's spoken to you and he told you, don't do anything. Let me just see your hands. He said, don't do anything. And I've got a list three pages long of what I can do next. And God says, be still. Do you know that was, that's biblical? See, because the Bible says that when, when the children of Israel were going, they, were, they came to the, 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 the face of the Red Sea. And Pharaoh was behind them and the sea was in front of them. Moses cried out to God and God gave a word to Moses. And that word is the word that Moses spoke to Israel. And the word was, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Because you know, some of you planners, some of you type A people, you know that there was somebody back there who got this plan together. Somebody was thinking, okay, here's what we got to do. Let's get all the women and children and put them in the back. Or they were saying, let's get all our tools and our pickaxes and we could use those as weapons. Okay, let's start swimming. Come on, everybody, all the strong swimmers go first. Y'all start swimming. People had a plan. And what God said do is God said, look, I don't want you to do anything. And that's why when something happens, you'll know I did it. That's why God has you stand still. Because when something happens, you'll know it wasn't you. It was him. 
and he'll get the glory and he'll get the praise. So when God tells you to sit still, he'll give you even the strength to wait while you're waiting for him to show up. And sometimes standing still before God is not just physically standing still. Sometimes it's up here standing still. How many teachers have you ever said these words to your students? Shh. Whoever's crying in the nursery, shh. I wonder if sometimes God does that for us. If he doesn't say, look, just be still. Shh. And just wait for me. It's in those tough times of waiting. When it feels like that the enemy comes against our mind. But it's in those times God gives us the strength to be quiet. The strength to wait on him. To strength, the, 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 the strength to know that even though all things may be turning haywire around you, God is still in control. And my friend, I don't know what strength you need today. I don't know what strength you need today. I don't know what season of life you're in. But here's the thing, it really doesn't matter. You may be waiting right now. You may be in a battle right now. You may be in trouble right now. You may be sick right now. You may be struggling in your service for God. You may be just weak in your, in, your, in your body, in your life. I don't know what it is, but I know this, that the God of heaven and earth gives strength to those who are in need. Would you bow your head today? Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you that we can attack any obstacle. We can hold our shoulders back, keep our head up high, no matter what lot of life we're in. Because we know the God of heaven and earth gives strength to his people in those times. Sometimes that strength comes, God, from the word of God. Sometimes that strength comes in worship of God. Sometimes that strength just comes by the spirit on the inside of us. But we know this, that you're the God of strength. And I pray today in the next few minutes of time that those that may be weak today, that they'll find help and strength. And they'll find what they need in the presence of God. And I love you and ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it challenges you to dig deeper into the Word of God and grow your faith. If you would like to reach out to us, please visit our website at www.mybethel.net. Thank you.